Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick, after a crazy, crazy, crazy week four? Yes, welcome to fall, buddy. Welcome to fall because, uh, (laughs) holy, 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 because a lot of teams fail, definitely. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, well, I I don't know what that's like yet, but uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of turmoil, a lot of turmoil. Louis bags didn't get packed this week or, you know, clicks and talk about clicks and wins and. You know, receipts being held and mm-hmm. good old fashioned butt whoopings happen. We got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about. So before we uh, before we dive in, you go. We gotta we gotta pay the bills, right? So make sure you go follow the show on Twitter, X Twitter. Hey y'all, if they decide to start charging for Twitter, it, it'll be something else. But until it is, it's X Twitter. Follow the show at CFB Overdrive. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter. At Fred Produce CFB, Rick, where can they find you in these ex Twitter streets? Uh, at Rick Brown 91, R I C K B R O W N 91. So, um, this one we can we can kind of get this one get this one cracking because uh, it, it got real ugly early in the day. Uh, there's this thing called Clemsoning, we can we can start there. I thought. <laughs> Clemsoning, I thought we could kill Clemsoning. I thought we could just let it go and just move on. That I thought Dabboing was it, you know, winning 10 games. That was like that was it, right? Nah. Nah. Clemsoning is back. And it happened again. Again, again, because it happened the week first week of the season uh against Duke. And now uh it has happened again. You had one job, Dabo. Just one job. One job. Couldn't do it. The Florida State Seminoles faced off against uh, in in conference rival uh, Clemson, a team that they have not beaten since twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's been a while. As a matter of fact, they haven't beaten. Actually, it was twenty fourteen. Uh, the following year after winning a national title with Jameis Winston and company. Man, that's been a long – that's a long time, you know? A lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, a lot of uh, – that that was the – that's the Taj Boyd, uh, Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, uh, the, uh, Trevor Lawrence, sprinkling a little DJ, and now some clubbing. And there's one other one that I'm missing, but he really didn't – he took them to the playoff, but – He's kind of got – he was a one-year. We're not We're not in wasting our time. But nonetheless, Clemson's been damn good. That's what I'm basically telling y'all. Clemson's been damn good. Uh, and because they've been so damn good, you know, Florida State has been up and down. They had a 10-win season last year. Blah, blah, blah. We, love, we know. But generally what we know about this team is they've been up and down. It's been kind of rough. Um dating back to when uh, DeAndre Francois was there. And, you know, they're kind of finding their way back. But nonetheless, this has always been a pretty competitive game. And when I look at this team, I say, hmm, if they don't get them now, you may never get them again. Clemson played this game close to the vest, ran the football really well. 
Um, I saw a lot of chinks in the armor from for both teams. Uh, Florida State, their receivers can't catch a cold. Coleman's the only one that can actually change a game. How are you six foot seven? Six foot seven foot? Never mind. Uh, how are you six foot seven, Johnny Wilson? And you can't catch a cold. It makes no sense to me. It just makes no sense to me. I should be able to just throw this ball up to you and say, go get it. I should be able to put the cookies on the top shelf where the kids can't get them. And you should be able to do what you got to do. And yet these things don't happen. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm talking about that. You can't run the ball. We can't catch the ball. We struggle on defense. We can't tackle. And yet somehow, some way this game came down to three big plays. One or moments Florida State drives down at the end of the first half, gets a score, t- brings it to 17-14 after being down 17-7. Um, Dabo goes for it uh, in his own territory. Eh, okay. And then the missed field goal, the Clemsoning field goal. I just – Dabo – Dabo, you have one of the best running backs in college football on third and one, and you decide to throw the football on a screen that loses yards? Make it make sense. Florida State won, but it didn't feel like a win. felt like Clemson lost that game. Uh, I think the turning point of this game, uh, Clemson really controlled the this game throughout. Uh, well, for most of the game, they shortened the game. They didn't let explosive plays get to them. Um, mistakes at the end of the half. I, I um, and then the sack, fumble, touchdown. That's changed it. That the too. whole. That too. That changed the entire pulse of this game. Clemson goes down and kick a field goal there. The game's basically over. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, as a tie game. And they still had a chance to get back into it, but you put your hopes on a guy that you basically brought in or brought back into the program on Monday. <laughs> he hadn't been kicking. He had not been kicking. He'd been going to grad school. But you bring him back. You call him up on Sunday, say help. He said, all right, I'll come in. And you bring him back Monday. Uh, I can't blame the player on that. I blame the coaching staff on bone-headed plays. Uh, you, you you mentioned the pass or the or, or, or th- or on when you got one yard to go for a first down, you're going for it in your own territory. I don't mind that too much because you're trying to set a, you're trying to get your mind, your, your player's mindset. Say, hey, you know, we're not playing not to lose. We're playing to win. So I, I don't have any problems with that. But a lot of coaching, I, I mean, and you, you and you saw where Clemson is deficient in a lot of areas as well. 
hats off to Florida State for um, making a new hashtag. Uh, <laughs> keep hope alive. Keep Tigers hope alive. No mo. Um, and enjoy to the next week for for everyone but Clemson because their season is basically over. I went into this game saying I don't care who wins this game. If Florida State loses this game, well, that's one more. That's just one more loss on the conference record, and it softens them up a little bit for a, a matchup down the road. And the schedule gets a little tougher down the road for them. That helps my team out. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And it really did, and both of them are my friend because everybody, those two help us out greatly. Um, but on the other end, if Florida State wins this game, they beat Clemson to sleep, and we don't have to see it. Even if, even if Miami sees them down the road they, in a couple of weeks, we have to see them. It doesn't have any bearing on a potential ACC title appearance because they're already two games behind the eight ball. So, guys, thank you for beating each other up and making it look really ugly. This game looked like did not look like a game between elite teams. It looked like okay, good teams, but the mistakes I saw in this game, I'm like, hmm, can't wait to see y'all. Um, Clemsoning is is back, and I'm with it. But Florida State, you don't look like the Florida State against LSU, and LSU looks like they're getting a little bit better. So maybe I might have to go back and watch the tape again. But again, what I what I, the thing I notice about this game is this. Florida State can't run the football. Plain and simple. By the way, this is the first road I'm going to this is going to shock you, right? This is the first true overtime road win in Florida State history. Wow. Let me for since overtime was was right, instituted right, right. in 19 modern overtime was instituted in 1936. Let's put that let's let's just put that in perspective. So yeah. Wait, wait, not, wait, 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 wait. 19 what? 13, 1936, sir. That was when overtime was um actually I'm sorry that was was it 63 I'm okay 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 <laughs> yeah 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 I'm sorry 63 yeah, yeah. Okay. 63 I'm sorry sorry okay sorry no, sorry no, sorry no. I missed no, I, sorry because I was gonna say wait man I remember a bunch of ties yeah lots of ties then. lots of ties um yeah. but nonetheless with this game um Jordan Travis 21 of 37 eh. 289, mm, not a lot of explosive plays. Kate Klubnik, very similar numbers, 25 of 38, 283 and a touch, but uh, that sack fumble was huge. Trey Benson, where are you? Where have you – all this hype for you, sir. First off, I'm dropping you on my fantasy college fantasy team. Seven carries for 25 yards. What is going on? Um, Keon Coleman had – Five five receptions for 86 yards. He's their best receiver. 6'4", transfer from Michigan State. He's a whole athlete. Uh, he's the good. He's the goods. I saw him in spring. I, he is everything I thought he'd be from spring. 
Um, in overtime, it was just simply it was a two play drive. It was it's throw it up to him and hope and pray. Um, but usually the prayer gets answered. Uh, who not many guys are that athletic and tall. The other tall dude, he well, let's just say he has a drop percentage of 14 <laughs> percent. So Florida State receivers don't catch much. Um, just ugly game uh, for Florida State. Three of four of thirteen on third down. Uh, uh, Twenty-two yards on the ground total. Mm, three sacks. Mm, just, just an ugly, ugly game. Twenty-five minutes of possession. I'm looking at y'all, Florida State, and I'm I'm saying y'all look real sweet. You look real sweet, and I just want you to know, Debo's coming on November 11. That's all I'm saying. You got your hurricane glasses on, so you're looking at this a little uh, <laughs> wrong. Uh oh. Because Florida, oh, I'm looking State, at Clemson too. I'm looking at Clemson too. Y'all, y'all look real, you know, suspect. Florida, Florida State went into. A hostile environment, high noon, mm-hmm. uh, against a desperate team, mm-hmm. and did what they had to do to win. Uh, Breckman Murphy, uh, former college uh, football writer for ESPN, um, has Florida State as his number one power college football team. This team, okay. to, to go into Death Valley. And win it, it, it's tough, and when everything's going wrong, and to still pull it off says something about the squad. Don't get too hyped yet, man, because all they did was win. So, and if they won on the road against not a bad team, um with less than their top game, what happens when they're clicking on all cylinders? Be very afraid, man. Be very afraid. Um, We want the bye week and then Georgia Tech. One game at a time. Mm-hmm. One game at a time. Go one and zero every week. Speak. And, and I'll, we'll see y'all on November 11th. That's you all I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, nonetheless, so we had uh, we had an Ohio State team. No, actually, I want to go ahead and just get this one out of the way because I said so. I said it at the beginning in preseason, dating back all the way to like July, June. I said, I've been saying so. I've been wanting to get this one off my chest. So let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. Um, they're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Hmm. That was one Dan Lanning pregame, um, and then he went in a in a just an absolute good old fashioned butt whooping. But then, as this game is just ugly going into the half, he says as he's leaving off, "We're not done yet. We're not satisfied. I hope all these people that have been watching every week are watching this week." Flash, not substance. That is what flash look. That that is what substance looks like. Um, the if if you're wondering what I'm referring to, we are talking about the Oregon Ducks facing off against the 
Colorado Buffaloes, your Colorado Buffaloes, by the way. Um, the duck came out with a cowboy hat, glasses, and a chain on with a baseball bat, and they were ready to go. All I'm saying, 42 nothing. that six points at the end didn't matter. Oregon did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, however they wanted. That is definitely Bo Nix, and that is definitely Oregon. I would not want to play that team at all. And, hey, Coach Prime, you're going to get this again next week. I hope you keep receipts because, you know, you might want to want to mail that tape back. Just saying. Listen, I, I mean, you started to sound like all of the rest of them. You Uh-oh. know, hyped up when a coach who does things um, their own way uh, – Against against the grain, uh, not following traditional methods. Uh, finally, and, and someone who's a proud uh, man sort of gets his comeuppance. You know, you you start to concern me a little bit, Freddie P. But uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, neither here nor there. I'm not going to get onto that soapbox today. What I will say is something that everyone um, should have known from the jump is that um, there's a reason that Vegas makes billions of dollars every day. They're hardly ever wrong. And by putting this at 21 points, you know, I, I thought they were they had lost their daggone minds. I but, didn't. <laughs> Oregon was you said Oregon would cover. I mean would not cover. Um but Oregon is a better team. And mm-hmm. and, and you can see it where it counts. In the trenches. That's where they dominated. That's where they dominated. Uh, and they beat a, a shorthanded team. And I, we're not going to make injuries because as Shador said, Travis did, they still get beat. But um, hey, hats off to Oregon for doing what they were supposed to do. They were the number 10 team in the country, by the way. And who, while we while I thought it would be a little bit more competitive, I didn't expect Oregon's defense to dominate the way it did. So hats off to them. And Colorado still, the program is still getting what they want to because everyone's everyone's talking about it. You know, people talk about Colorado and their success just like they used to talk about Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people wanting him to fail. <laughs> and, and what do we call him at the end? The greatest. Just just look. Uh, Bo Nix uh, looks superb. He looked like Shadur looked last year against Fam, completing like, what did he complete his first 12 passes was, or something yeah, outrageous he was like, like that? I mean, it was, was, I mean, he was on fire. I can't even argue uh, 
with uh, I, I was impressed by him. Uh, definitely, my first time really looking at him uh, since uh, Auburn, actually, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and he looked very composed. Uh, looked like he knew what he was doing. Um, on the other side, they, they, uh, who had? I don't think anyone on this show picked Colorado to win. Hmm, I still sure. think we expected a a more competitive outcome, but road game, and they got they got their comeuppance, and now it's on the USC. Colorado's three weaknesses I've identified from pretty much day one, week one, lack of being able to run the football pass pro and the defensive line generating pressure, right? The offensive line has allowed 55 quarterback hits, 15 sacks, and 44% pressure rate. That's a lot. That's a lot. Shador Sanders has had to be Superman. Not that Superman, but this new version of Superman, that old Superman, he was real good. He was real good in college. Um, He might have not lost this game. Never know. Um, But all three of those statistics I gave you, Colorado ranked at least 120th in the nation or worse. This team is not where it needs to be. And actually, or uh, Colorado ranked 126 in the country, averaging two yards per carry. You can't win. I don't care if it's little league, high school, college, the NFL. You can't throw the football that much and not be able to run the football. Otherwise, Teams are just going to tee off on you, and that's what Oregon did. They just teed off on them. Travis Hunter or not, if you can't protect Shador Sanders, it does none of it matters. Um, they finished with 40 yards total uh, on the ground, and it could have been worse because Shador Sanders had 45 yards and uh, and sack yardage, which is accounted for when it's when when we're talking rushing yards. So, um. This team has a long way to go, but I did say they'd only really win four games. They may they may get to six. They may get to six. But USC and Oregon, I knew. I knew Oregon was more physical. USC is a little bit different, but can you really score 45 and and pray that Caleb Williams doesn't get the ball last? Mm, Oregon might beat you twice. Who knows? Coach Prime, I hope you keep your receipts because Lincoln Riley's not going to say anything to you. But Caleb Williams will say it with his play. See you next week, Coach. Penn State, Iowa. That one, this one, I got a stat for you. You know I got, you know I come with the stats. You know I got to come with the numbers. Bring it. Total plays on Friday night. I'm sorry, Saturday night, Saturday night. Uh, Penn State, 97. Iowa, 33. Over the past five years, no other FBS team has been out-snapped by 60-plus plays. 
33 snaps? That's a half for most teams. Is Penn State playing um, uh, this spread um, hurry up uh, offense or something? <laughs> uh, are, are they like uh, every snap off, get a snap off every 12 seconds? If not, <laughs> the final yardage in this game 397 for Penn State, Iowa 76. They only had four total first downs and turned the ball over four times. This game marks uh, Penn State's 10th straight victory by at least 14 points. And um, James Franklin typically wins. And they're up by 14. Just saying, Brian and Kurt, it might be time. It might be time. Might There might need to be a new voice at Iowa football. It was a whiteout. It was a whiteout and a happy. In that I'd, happy like to white, I'd like to white out all the stats for Iowa, too, but hey. Yeah, I, think, I think Penn State did. So, mm, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was um, they did what they were supposed to do. Definitely did. Um, still want to see more, but Iowa, I keep it waiting for you guys to fix it, but I don't think there's any fix in this. So one thing that can be fixed, and it seemed like they did fix it. Uh, Ohio State, they won a crazy one. They won a tight one, 10-7. Over Notre Dame. Uh, full disclosure, um, Saturday morning, something told me, you know, make the change. There's no way you could go, you could ever um, put your faith in a leprechaun. Put your put your hope and faith into a tree nut. Hey, hey, thanks, tree nuts, for making me uh, some 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 dinero. I appreciate it. I really, I really do. Um, other than that, Coach Ryan Day got real fired up after this game. Uh, one Lou Holtz said that uh, he said he had criticism of Ryan Day, saying that uh, you look at Coach Day, uh, he has lost to Alabama, he's lost to Georgia, Clemson, and Michigan twice, and everybody beats him because they're more physical than Ohio State. I don't think Notre Dame is more physical than Ohio State. Just saying. Uh, great game. Uh, that, that was a top 10 clash. And while I'm not ready to go game of the century, Ohio State did something that very few teams uh, since uh, the 90s have been able to do. Mm-hmm. And that's going to Notre Dame at a night game, a big night game, and pull out a victory. Uh, loved their last drive, loved their composure, loved, loved, loved it. Having said that, uh, and, and I would say Ohio State won that game, uh, Notre Dame did not lose it. Having said that, Notre Dame put a lot of schools on alert. Um, uh, 
Coach Freeman is building a heck of a team there that's gritty and grimy and can go toe-to-toe with you. I liked what I saw. You could tell there's there are some things missing uh, at the same time. Wow. I, 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 I was impressed by Notre Dame. I was impressed by Ohio State. That was a good game. Just a heck of a game. And, and while, yeah, I picked the Irish to, to win, I, I liked what I saw from both squads. Definitely, I think Notre Dame is going to be something to. to yeah, they're going to be a tough squad defensively. They're going to be something to mess with. Even, 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 even if it's not this year. Oh, my goodness. Who we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Freeman's building something over there at um at Notre Dame. I, as much as you know, I would, you know, I don't, I don't praise those little leprechauns much, but uh, went toe to toe. Definitely went toe to toe. Kyle McCord finished twenty one to thirty seven for two hundred forty yards. Travion Henderson had a hundred yard night, and it all came down to um, a field goal. And quite honestly, that was. That was big boy football. That was that was big boy football. You 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 can't. There's not a lot you can say negative about either one of those teams. I could see that being a playoff or playoff rematch at some point down the road. Um, 17-14, top ten matchup. That's what a top ten matchup is supposed to look like. Um, by the way, just putting it out there, Lou Holtz. I know you're a little senile coach, but um. You do know this man, Ryan Day, has six losses, right? And you named all six of them. There's no shame in losing to Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Clemson. You mean, I mean, all those teams, you're losing to them either in the play, pretty much in the playoff or the national title. Let's put that out there. Uh, or Michigan back-to-back years. But before that, you're losing to Alabama in the national championship game. You're losing to Mich- to Clemson in the national championship game. You're or in the playoff in a playoff game. You're losing to Georgia in a playoff game. Would a Lou Holtz team beat any of these? Never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice because he couldn't beat any of the. Never mind. Catholics convicts. That's all I'll say. I'll just leave it at that. Um. Sometimes old people get a little senile and you have to remind them. Just got to remind them, bring them back in. Um, speaking of speaking of um, coaches that figure they have figured things out, we talked about Alabama and Ole Miss and we said, hmm, is this the, is this the year that Lane Kiffin says, I'm going to break my foot off in here? You know what? Nah, nah, we said it. I, I built it up, and I said, oh, maybe this. No, 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 no. Nick Saban is the GOAT. Nick Saban is the GOAT. Nick Saban is the GOAT. Can I, I can, you can put that soundbite on repeat, and unless your name is Kirby Smart with the current team he has over the last few years, maybe a Bob Stoops team. It takes a lot to beat. Do you, do you realize what it takes to beat a Nick Saban team? Urban Meyer knows. Kirby Smart knows, Dabo Sweeney knows, 
that's about that's the that's the short list. Hugh Freeze in a regular season where nothing it didn't matter because they still won a national title. Less miles. Less miles, but didn't beat him in the national title. Didn't beat him when it mattered. Because, you know, greatest game ever was supposed or allegedly they, they got put to sleep too. This man knows how to win football games. He knows how to get your attention. Um, Jalen Milrow came back in this game for this week, and quite honestly, he played well. He played well. Alabama's still so physical on defense. It looks a little different, but nonetheless, still Alabama football. Alabama's not dead. The GOAT is not washed up yet. Roll Tide. Not a national championship type performance, but I guess a little better than they looked against USF. I guess. Uh, wasn't really impressed by Bama in this game. Uh, just think they did what they had to do against an overmatched squad. Alabama had five sacks, two by Dallas Turner. Uh, Jalen Milrow, 17-21, 225 and a touchdown. He did his job. He had a pick, but nonetheless, he also had runs of 20 and 18 yards. On the opening drive, so those are those things are are huge, are huge. Uh, they did give up four sacks, and that is that is concerning. Um, this offense has a long way to go. Maybe some recruiting has needs to be done. Some transfer portal rating needs to get done. Um, but Alabama does win, and a win is a win as long as you are. I don't I don't care about the rankings right now. I don't care about rankings until we get to week eight and when we start talking playoffs. No, I don't care what coaches think. I don't care what other media people think because it doesn't affect anything. At the end of the day, I want to know who the best four is because that's that's the formula. We care about the four. And we're not there yet. We're just auditioning right now. Mm-hmm. Coach said one week at a time. That's all he said. One week at a time, do your job. Oh no, that's that's the NFL guy. My bad. Um, but it probably went a little bit like that. My bad. <laughs> I'm not with you there. I don't you, like that. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm sure that speech went a little bit. A little, not even a little. <clears throat> not even a little. Okay. So we have just a couple other scores around college football. We have the Oklahoma Sooners facing off against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Dylan Gabriel looked really good, 20-6 to Oklahoma. And in his first game back from a suspension, uh, Coach Harbaugh and his number two Michigan Wolverines uh, looked really good, 31-7. to uh, Duke in the basketball bowl. Versus UConn, forty-one to th- forty-one to seven. Duke is coming. I think they're this might be real. They they really looked good. Granted, it's UConn, but still, one of the concerning ones. You know, I have to throw shade and shots. Gator faithful. You guys were in a dogfight with Charlotte until the fourth quarter. Why are y'all struggling with Charlotte? <laughs> 
but yet you beat Tennessee. You beat Tennessee. You beat the brakes off of those guys. Mm. Mm-hmm. A little concerning. Uh, North Carolina, 41-24 over Pitt. USC, 42-28, and I definitely want to highlight this game over Arizona State. This game was close down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Don't let the score fool you. This game was 35-28 going into the fourth quarter. Um, Arizona State uh, quarterback Drew Pine, um, former Notre Dame transfer. They, they So – this game was this game was interesting. Pac-12 after dark, right? So Caleb Williams did Caleb Williams things. 20 of 31, 322, three touchdowns, running around, hitting Brendan Rice in the back of the end zone. I mean, this game was fireworks for him. We all know that's gonna happen, right? But there's this name that I kept seeing the entire game. Cameron Scadaboo. And it is exactly what it is. When I say this young man is a football player, forget position. He's a running back, but he's a football player. All-purpose yards were his thing in this game. So we're talking throwing the football, running the football, catching the football, blocking the uh, stat that you can't put a number on. He He was everything for his team. He was the heart and soul of that team. He gave it everything that he had. Um, USC was 34.5-point favorites in this game. Eh, a little tougher than it looked. Um, if Arizona State had a little bit more, USC might have been in trouble. USC defensively is just a – oh, they need a lot. Um, they did get eight sacks. They also had 535 yards. But sometimes some teams are just – they just keep fighting, and Arizona State fought for three and a half quarters. So at some point, Caleb Williams or whoever that that stud player is, it, they just take over. But Arizona State's got a pretty good team. Kenny Dillingham is going to have a if he can if he can get some guys there. This team could be dangerous down the road after some suspensions and. Um, NCAA NCAA imposed sanctions. USC did what they were supposed to do, win. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, all they have to do is stay under, undefeated. They'll be undefeated after next week, too. We won't have to talk. I, I, don't, I can just get that out the way. They'll be undefeated next week, too. Um, so... Otherwise, around the country, uh, my Miami Hurricanes 41-7 over Temple. That game wasn't close at all, ever, ever. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke looked good. No real injuries. Still want to clean up some things, but Kane's going to a bye week before facing off against Georgia Tech, so you don't have to hear my mouth. Uh, Kane's will will beat the bye week, promise. Uh, UCLA and Utah, that was a good one. Utah came out 14-7. Uh, Dante Moore through the, the that damning interception. What were you looking at, Dante? I know you're a freshman, but what were you looking at? 21 was looking you dead in the face. Ah, Utah's a good team. They know how to win ugly. They know how to win. They know how to also win in explosive fashion. Love what I saw from them. 
Uh, LSU, number 12, LSU, 34-31 over, over Arkansas. Jaden uh, Daniels and, and and neighbors, they they put on a show. They put on an absolute show. Um, this team's not what I want them to be on defense, but when you got a quarterback like Jaden Daniels, who's he's dangerous with his legs, he's dangerous with his arm, 20 of 29, 320 and four tutties. Yeah, you're always going to have a chance. Uh, congratulations to USF for winning their first um, FBS uh, first game against an FBS opponent <laughs> in two years or so. Jeez, uh, a long time. Uh, shout out to um, in that game, um, your quarterback Brown. Threw for over 435 yards, rushed for 82 yards, and had three total scores. So, uh, shout out to USF. Um, Rattlers won against a gritty Alabama State team, 23 to 10. You, you knew it would be tight. Just that's Alabama State. They they're going to battle Fam, and Fam hasn't played their best game of the season yet. They better get it going. Um, the slander on Coach Prime is a little ridiculous, but um, y'all better y'all better do it now. That's all I'm saying. Because if he sticks with it, people are gonna want to come play for him. Mm. Keep losing okay. to Oregon like that. Keep losing to Oregon like that. I don't know. Um, where else? Are, oh, um, your two Washington teams, right? So your your homeboy Michael Penix looked real good again. Um, yeah, I I think I, I think I picked both of the Washington teams. Yeah, you did, hmm. you did, you did. Cam, I, my my lone my lone loss in this um, in my week of picks. I'm I'm I told you I'm coming. I'm coming for that number one spot. Um, number two right now with a three-way tie. So, you know, hmm. just just be patient. Everybody will get there. Everybody will get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely uh, Oregon State and, and Washington State was a very good game. Cam Ward needs Heisman. Just needs some Heisman love. I've been a fan of his uh, since really when I got a chance to see him at Incarnate Word and when he finally decided to go to Pullman, Washington. Uh, he has been magnificent. 28 of 34, 404, four touchdowns, no picks. I mean, he is the hot, heart and soul of that offense. Love what I'm so, love what I got to see from him. Um, DJ looks like DJ again. 17 of 34. We don't want DJ throwing that ball ever, ever that much. I would like to treat DJ Uyunglele like the like one Rex Ryan used to treat uh, Mark Sanchez in the pro league. 25 or less throws a game. Let's not lose the game and no butt fumbles. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what we want to do. Oregon state played tough, came back late. Uh, just wasn't enough. 35, 38. So that was to me, I think Oregon state is still here. It's the PAC 12 isn't, hasn't been won yet. Um, Texas 38, they're uh, sixth over Baylor. Hey, uh, Dave Aranda. Um, 
can we go ahead and just start? Let's just get it out of the way, rip the Band-Aid off. You can go ahead and update your LinkedIn page. Uh, that game, is, your guys are one and three, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. I promise you that. Uh, the Pac-12 is, is somewhat brutal, and um, I have no sympathy. I have none. I don't feel bad for anybody um, at all throughout the year. So there's that. Uh, Kansas State with a, uh, a battle against UCF, which I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good win. Trying to uh, Missouri. Baylor has UCF, by the way, next week. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let Texas beat you twice. Well, uh, let's see. There's another game I wanted to touch on right quick. Oh, geez, what a battle! Um, Utah and UCLA. Yeah, was that just a battle, or or was it bad offenses, or what in the world? Um, both defenses, both defenses played well in the in the Pac twenty nine. In the Pac twenty nine, the 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 score that broke the camel's back. Dante Moore threw a horrible interception. Um. Linebacker safety type saw looked him dead in the face and he threw a pick six and that was that was all she wrote. Um, yeah, that one, that one was a. I think Oregon, or I'm sorry, I think Utah is going to be one of those because they don't have their quarterback. They are going to be a very physical, conservative team. Uh, they run the ball really well. Uh, how they will fare against teams like USC and and company, don't know. But they are a physical, physical bunch. Hmm. Okay. Alrighty. Um a game that and I know this one has no bearing on on anything really, but I I have to highlight this. Louisville and Boston College. That Louisville boat raced Boston College out of that stadium before halftime. Is that more? It was 56-28. Was this game more indicative? I think this game is more indicative on Florida State side that you a, a team like Louisville boat raced this team out of the build out of the building while Boston College hung around for basically till the last drive. I don't know, Knowles. I don't know. Anytime I got a chance to take a jab, you know I got to take a jab. Uh, your your guy Yolo, Team Yolo, Talia Tonga Viola. You better get your jabs in now. Ooh, it sounds like you're gonna want to pick that team on November 11th. Is that would that be accurate? Yolo. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I was just gonna I was just gonna say if you want to crown them, then crown them now. Go ahead. Go ahead and make that pick. Make it a lock. We can lock it up now. I mean, you know who I'm picking that week, but you know, I, I can lock that up in that by that point. But you know, if you just wanna you wanna put something on it, you wanna be a little if we wanna, you know, friendly, something friendly, you know. I'm just saying. Yeah. We want Florida State, but right now we only want the bye week. We just want the bye week. So everybody'll get theirs. You know, keep it all, keep it, you know. Not trying to get too high. You just keep, you just keep the same energy, okay? I will. 
I will. I will. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. The Maryland Terrapins, 31-9 over Michigan State. I know this is like kicking a yep. dog lens down. But yep. YOLO, YOLO still had the YOLO had the YOLO. But, you know, anytime you can beat a, a Big Ten opponent, why not? Um, 21-36, 2-23, and three touchdowns, one pick. Um, yeah, Michigan State's going to look bad for the remainder of the year. You know, one of my hot takes of the of the year would have been that Maryland would beat one of the big three, Michigan State, Michigan, or Ohio State. That was going to be one of my hot takes. Uh, and that um, Maryland would win and go into um, – would win nine to ten games. Hmm. Well, they're yeah. 4-0 now. Hmm. They beat Michigan we'll State. We'll see. Definitely Although, we'll see. you know, I what was gonna happen to Michigan State, but Team Yellow. That's all I gotta say. Marshall again beat Virginia Tech. At this point, I expect Virginia Tech to lose to Marshall, Old Dominion, or James Madison on a regular basis. I just expect Virginia Tech to lose. Um, Brent Pry, you can update your LinkedIn page as well, sir. Um you, it's it's not it's terrible for you. Virginia Tech has gone so far down. It, it they are they are so far below the dark ages that I don't think they ever come back. I'm willing you can always to always come back when you have my Beamer Ball doesn't exist there anymore. There's no culture, and you're losing to teams like James Madison, Old Dominion, and Marshall on a regular basis. Mm-mm. Hey Brent Pry. Teams I, don't face ODU. No, they don't. They don't. Um, I'll say it like this: cannot play with them, cannot coach with them, can't do it. Yeah, Virginia Tech. You should probably take that mantra with your coach and move on. Uh, TCU 34, 34 to seventeen over SMU, who by the way just raised a hundred million dollars in seven days for their football program. Yeah, sleeping giant, but right now TCU still still putting it on them. Um, we talked about your your other adopted team, those Kansas Jayhawks, thirty eight twenty seven over BYU. Uh, Iowa State, thirty four twenty seven over Oklahoma State. I just don't know what is going on there, but something has got to give. It can't be this bad in one year just because of a quarterback. Just can't. Um, I had I can't say what I want to say about this one, but I'll say th- Liberty thirty-eight to six over FIU. Um, but if you're a if an, if you're an FIU alum and you're listening to this, you lost to people that wear red and have Cheeto hair, and they support Cheeto hair. I'll leave it at that. The thoughts and thoughts and expressions of myself are not of um, the College Football Overdrive podcast. The... College Football Overdrive, Rick Brown, or <laughs> anyone but his. Yeah, so um, Appalachian State, they go down to Wyoming. This Wyoming team is tough. I'd really, I really did not. It, you could have coin flipped this game. That's how good both of these teams are. 
Uh, Wyoming is a tough, tough team. Uh, definitely wasn't surprised by it. It, it could have went either way. Uh, Georgia gave up 21 to UAB. 49-21, a win is a dub. A oh, dub is a dub. I still don't – I don't think Georgia cares who they play, when they play, how they play. That Tennessee game doesn't look as bad now that um, – the Tennessee game doesn't look as bad, nor does your uh, that Ole Miss game look as bad. So Carson Beck, 22 of 32, 336, and three touchdowns. Garbage points don't matter to them. They're, they really only care. Um, they The reality is UAB scored seven points in the second half. It was 20, It was 28-14 before they knew it. So – um, Georgia has a cupcake schedule. They have about two games on their schedule regular season. If they make it to the SEC title, they win that against somebody named Alabama. Who knows? They'll be in the playoff. Even if they lose a game, they're still probably going to make a playoff. So I'm not really too too hurt by them if they did lose. Um, anybody else that maybe may have caught your eye? I've said all I've had to say for the day. All right. So we have this. That's that's week four. As we look ahead to week five, and, and uh, we can look at the week five. We have, of course, you know, we have uh, we have Thursday night action. We have Jacksonville State and Southern South uh, Sam Houston State. That's the the. FCS national champion facing off against a really good Jacksonville state team. That's actually been pretty good this year. Interesting game to play. Uh, we have Friday night lights, Utah and Oregon state number 11, Utah facing in number 14, Oregon state. That, that one's going to be interesting. That one's going to be a little and pretty interesting. Um, definitely want to see what, what both of those teams bring to the table. Neither team's quarterback situation is great. So how do they adjust out of it? Um, Clemson no longer ranked facing off against uh, Syracuse Penn State facing off against Northwestern of course USC Colorado that game is a 12 p.m. kick which means that is a 9 a.m. kick for USC Oof. of course we have Florida Kentucky last time we saw this game Florida lost this game go Wildcats anytime do the Lord's work good job uh, good old, good old fashioned Southern hate. We have Georgia and Auburn. Auburn, I'm sorry, you're gonna get beat to sleep in about a half. Just saying. Michigan, Nebraska, number two, Michigan at Nebraska. Uh, at Nebraska, that'll be a. I think Matt Rule's building something, but they're not ready for that yet. We'll talk about that one going forward. Texas and Kansas, LSU, Ole Miss, Oregon, Stanford, uh, Notre Dame, and Duke. That's an interesting one. How does that? How does Notre Dame bounce back from a, an emotional loss against a team that's up and coming in Duke? Uh, SEC action: Tennessee and and South Carolina. Uh, maybe Iowa gets a dub this week coming up against Michigan State. How are they? they better not be ranked after the after losing like that? Um, and of course, Washington and Arizona. Michael Penix, the Michael Penix air air assault continues. Anytime that young man is playing, I'm watching. Just saying. 
He's a goodie. So I, I've watched more Pac-12 football this season in the last four weeks than I have in probably the last five years. Uh, the quarterback play is is just elite out there. Uh, whether it's a transfer or homegrown, they know how to do it out there. So that brings us to a, a bit of a conclusion. We can close the book on week four as we look ahead to week five. Um, I get to be a fan in week five. Can't wait. Any 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 FCS action that we need to be on the lookout for going into week five? We're talking about it. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll talk. So make sure you follow the show on Twitter, X Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. I will get to be a fan this week. So I might I might jump in some of you guys' um into some of your threads. We'll see. Rick, where can they find you? Pause. Jeez. Uh you find me Whoa. on Twitter R I C K B R O W N nine one. Uh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where where I need a new I need a new hashtag, y'all. Uh, help me out. Kang Kang Gang twenty twenty three. We can we can we'll take all the bandwagoners we can take. Gotta help gotta fill that stadium up. Come on. You can join. Join the real orange and green. Just saying. Oh, you, you, you young 19, 29-ish, <laughs> whatever. Please, the real orange or green. You better, you better recognize <laughs> before people were even allowed to go to Coral Gables. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. coming to Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the real orange or green. Oh. Okay. Just know. Um, y'all play us next year. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see some. Yeah. I want to see some. I want to see some in twenty twenty four. Yeah, you gonna see some, all right? Okay, we'll see. But yeah, um, we look forward to week five. We'll be back at you guys uh, on Thursday, as we always are. But until then, folks, enjoy your. If you are part of that NFL gang of people, enjoy your weekend football. Stay safe and peace. Peace.